too. So uh, I don't know. I'm going to keep it pretty informal today. Uh, how's everybody feeling, though? It's uh, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. First Sunday in June. Actually, second Sunday in June. I'm tripping. Mm-hmm. So that means what? Is next week Father's Week? Father's Day? Father's Day, I mean? Two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. That's crazy. That's crazy. All right, that. That's some time. All right, cool. Um, So like I said, I just want to keep this informal. You know, again, this is Africans Talk Football TV for all of you who may just be tuning in for the first time. Um, Throughout the Premier League season, we would drop episodes weekly where we would do a week recap of what happened in the season or in the week prior in the Premier League. Uh, We all support different teams. I'm a Chelsea supporter. Uh, You guys can go around and just say who you do support for all those new guys out there. Arsenal, the Gunners. Arsenal, the Gunners, Arteta. The most winning side in Premier League history. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. Romance Blues, or formerly known as Romance Blues, but yeah. <laughs> Bowley's Blues. Not now with the Bowley's Blues, <laughs> the BC <laughs> boys. But uh, but yeah, so we all support different teams among the Premier League. Um, so we talked about you know what would happen. We talked about Champions League. We also touched on the other five European <laughs> leagues, as well as the U.S. Mas- national teams, because we we do live all in the U.S. here in the state of Ohio. And honestly, I just wanted to go ahead and start off by talking about the U.S. because we we just had a friendly today against Uruguay here in Kansas City. It was a nil-nil draw. Um, I will say it was good to see McKinney back. He 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 hasn't played, I think, since January, they said. So this is his first time touching the pitch in about six months. Um, he looked decent, honestly. He only played 45 minutes. I know he's on some restrictions and all that. But he looks good. Overall, I think the U.S. played poor. We had a few chances to go away and put him away. Um, Two really good chances, I believe, that both didn't find the back of the net. And the one good thing is I think we have a keeper. Um, We we have an actual decent keeper in the the young guy. I can't remember his name right now, but... Sam Johnston? Sam Sam Johnston or something, yeah. Uh, He looked good. He made some real good saves. He made some key saves that actually would have put Uruguay up. What's his name? Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson. Thank you. for NYCFC. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He's solid. And I think Stefan has some real, some real concerns when you look about who's going to go into, you know, playing and starting in the world cup, just because Stefan really didn't have the greatest season at city. When you look at the games that he did play, he had, you know, mistakes. Um, I don't know if Pep is really that fond of him, to be honest, but I don't know if you guys were able to watch the match, but any takeaways? How do you feel about the U.S. going into, I guess, the summer of friendlies before the World Cup? I mean, for me, <clears throat> like you said, it was great to see McKinney back. I think we're a much better team with him. I actually think he's our best player. Um, but I think um, over the, the two games, because they played, uh, who was that, Morocco? Yeah, yeah Morocco, yeah. Morocco. first friendly. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, I'm a big fan of some of these guys. <laughs> Yunus Musa is baller. really good. Yeah, he's a baller. He's a baller. I think I rate Tyler Adams. Um, Interesting. Okay. Because I don't. I, I, but. Do. Mm-hmm. I, I do rate Tyler Adams. I think that uh, I think that there's some growing pains that are there. I think it just comes with a, being a young player. But, you know, he plays a lot of meaningful minutes for 
in, in meaningful games. And I think that ultimately that's what we need um, in this U.S. squad. But, um, yeah, seeing those guys, seeing Tim Weah, Tim Weah looks really good. Looks really good. Um, he looks healthy, mm-hmm. which is the most important thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of positive takeaways you can take, you know, from these games. And I think that if everyone stays healthy, um, you know, who knows <laughs> what could happen? I, I don't know how far they'll get, but um, mm-hmm. they could be competitive. I think they will, they will be competitive. It's just a matter of obviously we know Wales is in the now, but we'll see. You uh, so so with that being said, with Wales in our group now, how do you how do you look at our chances? Cons- assuming everyone stays healthy, you know, we basically know what we believe our starting eleven will be. I mean, we could probably go around with who will play our number nine role since we don't really have a number nine but Gabriel I, I want to ask you and then Salam you as well you could talk on this but Gabriel you were real keen um earlier in the year when we brought up the U.S. during you know our, our normal weekly episodes you didn't think the U.S. was going to qualify now we've qualified we know who's all in our group after you know Wales beat Ukraine 1-0 today and honestly I saw that Ukraine go- or the the Wales goal that's so unfortunate by Yarmolenko it was yeah. just like like, I don't I, I get what he was trying to do he was trying to head it out but the keeper had a good look at it I think yeah. you just let that you just let that ride but you know congrats to Wales getting there I think in like 60 years or something like that yeah it's, it's their first uh, time in the yeah, 64 years like 64 yeah something crazy like that so congrats to them for uh getting that world cup berth but now the U.S. has to see Iran Wales and London or London England in the group stages so gabriel how do you feel about our prospects on getting out what do you truly see um with those first three games um i think england will be the top team that get up that gets out and then i think we will be next um see the u.s getting out uh it's just when i when I match up our individual players against other individual players on another team who are like our best players compared to their best players and then the rest, everyone else just kind of fills in, their players are much better than ours. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, we can't beat Wales. I think it will come down to, you know, the three teams will be England, Wales, and the U.S. of who will get in. Um, and it will really just come down to who wins that match, England v. Wales. Um, I think if we draw, I still think we – we won't go through. I think Wales will. Um, I think if the U.S. wants to win, they have to be Wales. And I don't know if we can. Um, I don't think we will. I don't think at the group stage. I don't think we're very good. Um, so if I, I hope the U.S. can prove me wrong. If they prove me wrong, congrats. You know, hey, y'all shut me up and I, my, my radar was off. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> I think England and Wales will be uh will be advancing to um you know the the knockout stage. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I I think um I mean I hear what you're saying. I I think the U.S. would actually beat Wales, or I think they certainly have a better chance of beating Wales than they do England. Um, when when you take away Bale, I mean obviously Bale's a big part of what Wales does, but when you take away Bale and um. Everybody else, I just feel like, I mean, we match up well with them. It's not like they blow us out of the yeah, water. But, but we, the, the 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 quality of play. I um, hear you, but we can't score. 
I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's, that, that's a problem. I mean, yeah, it is a problem. And and if it comes to certified goal getters, I look at our, you know, guys who look to for goals. And I look at the guys that Wales look to for goals. If it's a one v one situation or someone has to take the opportunity, I don't see anyone in the U.S. really taking the opportunity and see them squandering it. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't. I have no hope for this U.S. team. I don't think they'll be very good this World Cup. That's just, my opinion's not changing. It's not. I will. I will say. Um, I don't think that the, the the starting striker for the U.S. team is currently on the team right now. Uh, I don't know who that player is, but I, and we were talking about it before we started recording on how they're trying to, you know, I mean, they, they've been trying for a few years now to really find that like goal getter. Um, but um, I don't think that the, the, the striker that's going to be starting, um, you know, for them is on the team right now. So whether that means Burhalter changes some things and he has someone play, you know, through the middle, but. I don't know, man. It helps these MLS guys that maybe they can find form from now until the end of, you know, the season to hopefully get that last minute call up. But I don't know. who do you? I mean, out of the strikers we have, um, who would you like to see most? That's the thing. I don't think, I don't think that we have a, a solid nine. Um, and if that's the case, okay, I, I just think that at that point, you just throw in your best players. I think Pulisic is obviously in that front three or in that attacking, whatever it is. I think Tim Weah has to be on there. Um, and the other one, I don't know. It's like you get glimpses from some of these guys. Johansson, Gio Reyna when he's healthy. I don't know. I would just go with a, one of those, three of those four people and then just – see if we can figure it out, but I don't know. It doesn't help that we don't have, like, a, a solid answer to that. Like, who's our striker? It's this guy. We don't have that. It was – what happened to Pepe? I, I don't know. Like, hey, what, what happened to Pepe and, uh, you know, the Ooh. Josh Sargent? Like, you know, these guys, I, I – I Sargent like, is hurt, right? I mean, he may be hurt, but, you know. Um, this is what I have to say about this U.S. men's national team. I, on the other hand, uh, disagree with Gabriel. I don't think the uh, this team is that bad. Um, I think they've improved from, you know, the last couple of months we've seen them. I think they've improved. Um, the Morocco game was a very good game they played, but then again, it's Morocco. Um, let's not act like Morocco is a horrible team. They're one of the big dogs in Africa. So it was a good competition for them to see where they're at. And they pretty much put them away. One thing I'll say, though, I agree that we don't have that set striker. We're going to need that. I don't know why we don't experiment with uh, Weir in the middle. I know he's good coming out on the uh, wing and then coming in. But then again, I believe, you know, he has the, you know, he has the size that I feel like we could try him in the middle. But this team, if we're able to find an 11, a solid 11, and they play a couple of games together consistently, this team can be a problem. They're not that bad. They're n this is not a bad team. They're very young. Most of them have been playing together. So they just need that consistency. I mean, we watch these guys all the time, and half the time it's not the same guys. Like, let's be real. Half the times it's not the same guys. It's always a different team. 
So if we're able to get like the set group that we know, okay, this is our main guys, but I know international football, it's always going to be changing. But then again, when you look at Belgium, you look at some of these big teams you're going to be facing in the World Cup, you can some kind of you can kind of name their starting eleven. You know who their main guys are, yeah. and that's what we're lacking. And I feel like we have some time to figure that out. Um, do they get out of the group? I think it's a possibility, but I don't think they will. You know I mean, I, I I see us get. So this is my thing. I'm with Salam. When you take away Bale, mm-hmm. maybe Aaron Ramsey. <clears throat> we stack up against the Welsh team pretty pretty yeah, evenly. Absolutely. Um, England. I know they're better than us on paper, mm-hmm. but we've we've beaten them in the World Cup before. I've seen them. I see a draw in that game. I've, yeah, I've you know what I'm saying. I, I I've seen them bottle. I see the. I mean, so, they just lost their last game one zero. So you know what I mean. So this English yeah, team, we know. Yeah, we know Southgate is shaky, and we know they're sometimes shaky. he overthinks things. So for me, when I look at our chances, Iran should be a dub. But I think everyone's looking at that game. We shouldn't overlook it because again, you can't look overlook yeah. any team. But when we look at our schedule, I'm saying that's a dub. Yeah. When you look at the Welsh team, we could hope to get points. We yeah. can hope to get three, four yeah. points out of that match. I don't see why not. And I agree. I think our best three players are Wea, McKinney, and Pulisic. Mm-hmm. The Pulisic that we get, he's the S- X factor. Absolutely. I think he and he's Wea are definitely both the, the X factor. Yeah. If those two players play well, because we know McKinney, again, he's coming back from injury, so it's going to take him some time to get back acclimated. Mm-hmm. But by the winter, he should be cool. He'll be a full oh, yeah, swing guy yeah. at Juve. He'll be ready for the season. He'll be ready for, yeah. you know, he'll be ready to go. So him, I'm not so worried about. We know his play. Again, like Salam, I think he's the best player on our team. Pooley, he's one of those hit or miss players. Yeah. If he's on, if he's playing at 10, if he's playing at a 10 out of 10, we can beat Wales. There's no doubt in my mind that we could beat Wales mm-hmm. if he's playing at his best. And then that England game is a toss-up. You just hope to get some points and maybe shock the world. So yeah. I, I 100% believe we can get out of our group healthy. Now I believe it's just Burhalter's job to get them ready, like get them truly ready. Because the one thing that Wales does have is they have decent international experience although they haven't been mm-hmm. to the world cup in a while they have the euros you know every yeah. four they have a lot of different tournaments so even mm-hmm. though they haven't had a lot of world cup experience they have yeah. mad international tournament experience, experience yeah. tournament experience correct so that is the one thing that i say we can't overlook that that's going to come you know to their advantage but mm-hmm. i think we can get through man i really do i i agree with you guys but Time in and time again, we see these guys not be clinical enough. And from now till what, November, December? Is that going to, how quick is that going to change? And it's not going to change. I also believe, you know, this is a young core group and this is their first like big tournament, you know, on the big right. stage. So, you know, I think they will, they will, they will be decent, but it's hard for me to see them getting through. Iran they should be able to beat, but Iran is also a, a big dog in Asia. Like if you, if you know, like Asian football, Iran is always in the mix. Japan is always in the mix. Those guys are always in the mix. So it's not like you're going to get a cakewalk, but I also think this team is good enough to be able to do it, but are they going to do it? I don't think they will. That's my only thing. I think they can, but I don't think they will. I, I think they don't have, 
too high expectations as far as like fans, but I think they probably have a high expectation oh, yeah, for themselves yeah. mm-hmm. because again, they, they are young. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them are mm-hmm. young and they have something to prove. So yeah, it'll be interesting for real. Um, but yeah, so that, that was a good talk about, you know, the U S team. I just want to talk about them because they've had a few friendlies in the past couple of days, but you know, this is the first of the debate episodes. Um, Kind of just want to throw out some topics that, you know, we we brought up during the season and kind of see everybody's take on it. Um, Mike, you had a good one, honestly. The one that you talked about with Messi Ronaldo, I kind of wanted you to pose a question so we can get started. Oh, yeah. Um, so Messi just won what, his second uh, international trophy. This was uh, the finalissimo, the new competition where the uh, – Winner of Copa America plays the winner of uh, the Euros, and they beat Italy, and they they have a trophy. So, in the last what two years, Messi went from not having an international trophy <laughs> to having two, matching Ronaldo. Ronaldo has the Euros, and he has the uh, UEFA Nations League. So, my question was, who's had a a, a tougher or how would I put it? Which accomplishment weighs more? Ronaldo's accomplishment of winning the Euros and the Nations Cup or Messi winning the Copa America and the Finalissimo? Well, because, you know, that's the one debate when it comes to, okay, Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi. Everybody will say, okay, Ronaldo has an international trophy. Messi doesn't have any. Ronaldo has two. Now Messi has two. I think uh, (laughs) the the year he won the... Europa, the what is it? Did he Nations play that League. year? He the Euros. No, he yeah, he, yeah, he didn't play in the final. Yeah, didn't play in the final. He didn't play in the final. Yeah, he not playing the final. He didn't like play in the final. He, he came yeah, off. He came off. Yeah, yeah, like ten minutes. All right, baby. Mm-hmm. So like my like, it's tough because honestly, the 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 competitions that we both laughed at are now competitions that. Yeah, have some weight to them. The final, mm-hmm. the final Lisa and uh, <laughs> and uh, the UEFA Nations League, but I think I would have to side with Messi just because he played in the final. He played through the final and was effective wow. in, in okay. the final. Because I don't, I can't say that. I mean, Ronaldo was a big reason why they, they got, even to, got there yeah. in, mm-hmm. into the first place, um, but. You know, so I'm not taking anything away from him, but I just, you know, in the final, you know, Messi was 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 doing his yeah. thing. You know, I know that he's stayed. Ronaldo has stayed relatively healthy for the majority of his career. I mean, the one time that it kind of goes against you, I just happened to be in a final. Uh, but for me, I I would just have to take Messi because. I mean, bro, even in this final Lissima, like the, the final mm-hmm. game, bro, he was balling. Yeah. I don't know if you guys. He, he, he looked like vintage I think, Messi. I think he scored for five today or he. Yeah, five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, like, I don't know. I, I hate to get into that recency bias. And maybe it's because I just, I watched the game a few hours ago. <laughs> but, like, bro, I, I just, he was balling in the final Lissima. And, mm. and, and, and. Yeah, I, I didn't realize they played today. He had. Five. Yeah, five bro. goals. Yeah. No, watch it on only yeah, one pen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you covered all here talking crazy? But, mm-hmm. but no, I mean, mm-hmm. rightfully so. Like he, he. I mean, he played really well today, and 
Um, both are big reasons on why their teams are even in those this conversation in the first place. But it's tough. But I'd have to side with Messi. Um, I just feel like he's played a bigger part in both runs than you know. That that's a tough one for me because I'll have to go to Ronaldo's. I'm sorry because. The Euros, you play a lot of games. He just happened to not play all of the final. And then in UEFA Nations League 2, you play, you know, a a number of games. It's not just one game. Messi only got one game to get his second, you know, European, not European trophy, uh, international trophy. So I, I don't know. I don't know how how much weight that holds, man. I I still think winning the Copa America pretty much sealed his career. Like, there is nothing you could say about Messi's career. I personally don't even like to compare them. You know, it, it's tough comparing them because when you compare those two, it, it comes down to just the nitty-gritty, the little details, the little just advantage and disadvantages. That's what it comes down to. And sometimes it sucks, like Salam said. His, his, he has a fair argument. Ronaldo did not really participate in that final. Like, he was the reason they got there. So how much did he really do in that final? We all know he was, like, coaching from the sideline in that final. But how much does that count? But I don't know, man. This this new uh, finalissima, you know, competition that they've had, I mean, we'll see how far it goes. Because I feel like with the first one, we're not respecting it. But after we see a couple of them and see how they go, I feel like it'll hold some weight. So, like, for me, it's hard 100%. to pick a side. But I got to go with Ronaldo's because there were a number of games in the Euros and then there were a number of games in the UEFA Nations League. And you had to endure both of those to win the cup. And they did that. So, I have to go with Ronaldo. Yeah, I'm going Ronaldo. Personally, I don't know. For me, I feel like the Euros is more difficult to win than the Copa. That's just for okay. me. Okay, okay. Um, I feel like the competition is a little bit higher in the Euros. No shade to Copa America, but I just feel like the competition is just a little bit higher. Um, and it's a little bit tougher to win the Euros. So, for, you know, Ronaldo, even though he didn't play in the final, for them, him to be an integral part to get them there. And then even without them, you know, winning, even without him, you know, they still won the, the Euros. I still think that speaks volumes, um, regardless if he played or not. Um about the team and, and about him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, Messi winning the final Lisa mode, like I said, I really – I don't know how I feel about the final. Like Mike said, I think we need a couple, yeah. More, yeah. A couple more years of that before I can see how I truly feel about it. Um, it was cool. You know, he got another cup, which is dope. But <laughs> I don't know where really to hold that in regards to, like, everything else, you know, like. I think we need. To, I need. I think we need to sit with it a little bit more. But a, a trophy like the Euros to me has. I hold it in high regards, um, and to win that is no easy task. Uh, so, yeah, I will have to. I I, I start with Ronaldo on this one. Um, <laughs> this is actually really really tough for me, but I'm gonna have to. I guess I guess we're gonna end in a tie because I, I'm gonna go with Messi as well. Um. And the, the reason the reason I'm going with Messi is the his whole career, his own just kind of like what Mike said, his whole career, everybody was on him because he didn't win an international trophy, right? Mm-hmm. This is and this is after he went to the World Cup finals. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he, he made it to the world cup finals and lost. And there have been times where, you know, he wanted to quit. There were times he did quit the international yeah, yeah, team. He did. Yeah. Because if you look back on the teams Messi played with, he was on some crazy Argentinian squads. I'm talking about Mascarano. I, I mean, we could go down the line with, yeah, you, you know, Tevez. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even you got to look at yeah, Messi when he first started playing and the players that he had all throughout, like right now. He's played with some world-class players. Players are going to go down as, mm-hmm. you know, top 100, top 50, top 25 even players ever. And mm-hmm. so when I look at how strong of a team Argentina was and how they've had multiple chances to do what they should have done possibly in at least the Copa America. For me, I know that he wanted an international trophy more than probably a lot of people knew. Like I, I know yeah. Messi's like a quiet guy. He kind of keeps to himself. He's reserved, but on it, like deep down as an athlete, you got to know that you hear all the murmurs. Oh, you, Oh, Ronaldo has this. So Messi, you know, Messi has more of my lawn doors, but me- so for me, when I look at, Messi's career I'm not saying he's not in his prime right now but he you know he I'm not going to say he's on the decline but he's definitely not in his prime anymore and for him to win that Copa America yeah Gabriel I agree with you too the Euros is a a tougher competition because the European countries you know generally have more talented players but just like we talked about AFCON man those Southern American players are physical the Copa ain't nothing to play with. You know what I mean? You have some real teams down there that can give you fire. You got Brazil as well. You, you have a lot of Southern American teams that have world-class players that are playing across and, and, the top five And not five to leagues. interrupt you, not to interrupt you. Oh, go ahead, you. go ahead. Chile, Chile. I mean, we, we want to look. Yeah, they've won Chile, it a couple of times. They've yeah. won two. They beat Argentina. On Messi's watch. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's. When you look at the competition down there, yeah, it may not be as talented and, you know, it might not be as pretty on paper, but they got players, man. They got players everywhere. You know, we saw it with AFCON. Salah wasn't able to do what he does in the Prem because they were way physical. They were able to play him a different way, and he was frustrated. Same thing with Copa America. Those players, Southern American, you know, Hispanics, they chippy, man. They're going to follow you every two, three times you touch the ball. So it's it's – when I look at that, and then when I look at the Nations League, I know we're going to look at it and laugh. But I, for one, am super happy they made this. Um, I, I think they should have done this a little bit earlier. And honestly, I want them to figure out a way to get AFCON in there, too. I want it to be maybe like a tournament yeah, or something. Because yeah. you tell me Senegal can't play with Argentina. You tell me Senegal can't play with Italy. I don't see why not. I think it should be maybe like a four continent thing where you have a semifinals with two. You, you draw out of the same way they do, you know, you wait for confederate. Yeah, get something in there because mm-hmm. we all want to see it. You know, the World Cup only comes around four years. So it's only so yeah. many times you're going to see an African team play against a Southern American team or a European. You know what I mean? But we see these players every single weekend. That's actually a great idea. Mm-hmm. So when I look at this, I'm like, dang, you know, we always hide these, we, we always hold these European teams as, you know, Europe has the best players. But Argentina just smacked Italy 3 0. You know what yeah. I mean? So when I look at this, yeah, it's the first year. We're not going to hold any weight to it yet. But in five, 10 years from now, bro, we're going to look at this and be like, oh, okay, now we're seeing Chile versus Germany. Or, oh, okay, now we're seeing 
you know, whoever wins Brazil, the, Spain, Brazil versus King. Spain. Yeah. And we're going to be like, man, I can't wait to see, you know what I mean? Because these are going to be more common where we see an African team. Hopefully that would be my hope. They somehow mm-hmm. bring that in here. But we see a Southern American team versus a European team who we held at the highest level at that time in that year. So I know right now it may not seem that great, but I think what Messi is doing in, you know, the latter stage of his career is showing that I'm still great. I heard everything that was said about me. I know that I didn't win an international trophy, but now I've won two in the last 12 months. So all that rubbish you was talking about before, where's it at? And then we got the mm-hmm. World Cup coming up in a six months. Yeah. You don't think I'm about to ball out there too? And so what I, and it's tough, like real talk. I really, I really do think that what Ronaldo did, even though he didn't play in the finals, I don't hold that against him. The boy was hurt all tournament and he gave everything he could yeah. until the final day. You know what I mean? That has nothing to do with Ronaldo's. So let me say this all the time. Injuries are part of the game. He tried mm-hmm. to go on and he really couldn't, you know, he cried on the pitch because he knew I am the reason we're here. I'm the captain. I hold all the responsibility. I feel like if I don't play and we don't win, it's going to fall on my shoulders. And, you know, fortunately they got the dub, but it would have been a tough interview if they didn't. So, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? But with Messi, I I look at what he's doing in the later stage of his career. And I'm like, you are ending your career the way that I think everyone wanted you to be remembered as someone who has that international trophy and the club success. So for me, I got to give it to Messi just by a slight edge. Slight, slight edge. That's fair. I like your argument. I don't even have anything back for you. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's Minnesota. Yeah, with those two, is just so close. It's it's really who like it's really you know you can go either way at any time for real. Yeah, but I think um, yeah, I I, I don't know. I I definitely was one of those people that um, it's just crazy that like. I mean, dude had five goals today. He had five goals all season. He had five goals today. <laughs> but, you know, like, and and, and you know, people saying he's lost it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think with that, with that, he's lost it. It's, I mean, this guy's been in one place since he was like what in his teenage years. Yeah, Barcelona. That's all he's known. And then the first year, he's in a different team. Of course, he's always been on a team where he's the man. Let and then me. now you're not the man. You have to, you know, coexist with other guys. I, I think it, 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 he needed time to adjust. And hopefully with the rumors, you know, swirling around that Pochettino might be out on Monday, <laughs> you know, maybe the new guy that comes in, who knows? Uh, whoever Mbappe wants. <laughs> you, you know, they, uh, I mean, speak, I mean, since we're speaking of that, you know, they wanted Mourinho. Mourinho turned them down. Yeah. He said, I, he said I'm happy in Rome. And I'm, I'm kind of happy him. for that. I I, I, I'm happy for that because let's say he takes that job and things don't go the way, you know, as anticipated. He gets fired. You know, where he could have just sat at Roma and done his thing there. So I kind of yeah. like him turning it down. Like, he don't need that. We, we, I feel like we we need to see more of these, you know, some of these coaches turning down these big clubs because some of these big clubs sometimes just don't want to go through the work of actually getting somebody who's going to do the job and do it well. They want to fast track everything. And I feel like with PSG, you know, their whole, you know, what, what are they calling rebuilding of the front office that they're doing? I mean, it's, I think they need to get somebody like Zidane. Yeah, like if you don't get Zidane, I I I just I don't think it's gonna work. You got to get 
a real guy in the room. Because you have Neymar, Mbappe, Messi. Just these three alone. Like, who's going to talk to these three? You need somebody that these guys can look at and be marveled and be like, wow, this guy we used to, you know, like he's somebody. But (laughs) nothing Pochettino is going to say is going to. Exactly. For me, Zidane is the only option. If they don't get him, like, I I, I don't see, like, what you're going to. Mourinho's not gonna put up with that. Mourinho is 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 beyond mm-hmm. the, the, the the he's not gonna baby these three. He, he, yeah, no, he's not gonna do that. Absolutely not. Conte, like again, I don't I don't see Conte going over there just because it's just not like Conte is gonna want you to play defense. Conte is gonna want you to work hard for the team. Those guys don't do that for various different reasons. Nor do they necessarily have to. I feel them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We've all played. Some of us don't need to play defense. But, like, I don't know. For me, Zidane is the only option. He's the, he's the only one that has the experience, the pedigree, and just, like you said, Mike, like, you know, he walks in the room, and now we're all looking yeah. at him. And it's not about, you know, even though, I, I, I don't know, even though I think that the, the first sign that things go wrong, I think that that, that ship is going to sink very quickly. I think um, unless they get rid of some things need to happen for this PSG team, yeah. in my opinion, they have uh, a lot of noise around them. Just a lot of <laughs> noise. Cause I mean, Qatar is trying to sell that team. Yeah. So they don't even know who's going to be the owner who in the next year or two. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I and I agree Zidane, with us. I think Zidane's the owner. No, I agree with that. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I agree with the whole Jose thing. And and Jose said this. He he wants to be where people want him to be. You know what I mean? PSG will bring him in because they think he's a name that can get everybody exactly. on board. Where all he wants to do is have people that are ready to buy in and players that are really to, ready to go to war for him. So I, I think staying at Roma is the right choice because, one, he can build there. And, two, mm-hmm. he's seen what, they, what they've done this year, and he's like, I have the squad to, to be able to put something together here. Yeah, and, and and I mean, if you move to PSG, you don't have time. With with this Roma job, at least you have time. You know, they're giving you time to rebuild and you know make the team into your you know your own identity and whatever. PSG, they're looking for you to come in and Champions League or bust. <laughs> so it, it's completely different. So if I, if I'm Mourinho, I think I stay at Roma too. I mean. PSG, you're going to get whoever you want. You're going to get whatever player you want. But if it, like Salam said, if it, if it goes left, it's going to be, it's just going to be bad. Like, if you, even if you look at this Pochettino situation, I low key kind of feel bad for him because he was kind of thrown in there and he asked for it. No, he asked for it. <laughs> He, there he are certain jobs you know thoughts. are too big for you, but hey, it's nah. a big job. He's gonna take it. He was he feels like, like you know. You should watch Winning Time, the, the rise of the Lakers dynasty. Dude. Sometimes, just not cut out for it, boss. He he asked for it. He asked for it. It wasn't like they, you know. What were you saying, Gabriel? No, I just want to say that Zidane has is the only person who can handle those attitudes. Yeah. Um, like the only manager available who I feel I can handle, who can, who can handle those attitudes and then get the best out of them and the best out of the team with 
those type of players who don't defend necessarily all the time um, and don't, you know, just don't defend. I mean, that's part of the that's part of the game. And if you're, you don't have everyone defending, I feel like Zidane's the one person who can kind of unlock what that team needs uh, out of the available manager. So if they don't get him, then I don't think they're going to do anything. I think they'll have another disappointing season and lose Champions League, you know, semis, quarterfinals somewhere, you know, with what happens usually most years. So, yeah, I think they, I think they need Zidane to, to make any headway into winning Champions League, which is what they really want. I agree. I agree, mm-hmm. I agree with that. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be an interesting summer. It's gonna yeah. be. It's gonna be a good year, man. It's gonna be a good year, just because you know we have the World Cup at a different time, so it'll kind of shake things up. I feel like over the summer yeah. and how we how we look at the fall too. Um, Slam, I know you had a few a few debate topics that you wanted to put up. Yeah, uh, two. Um, we could do. We could save this one for last, but manager of the season. Um, obviously, a lot of managers have come and go, have come and came and gone uh, mm-hmm. this, this past season. Some started with us, some <laughs> came, uh, in the middle, you know, in, in the middle, <laughs> and then shortly departed. And then, you know, it's been a wild season, but I, I, you know, it's easy to look at obviously, you know, Pep, Klopp, and look at their situations and be like, hey. You know, like these guys are the managers of the season, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that there's a manager better than Pep right now in the Premier League. I don't think no one could argue that with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but you know, for me, man, and I, there's two, but for different reasons. The the one the one guy that I really want to applaud is Bruno Large for Wolves. Wow! Wow! Because that, that was that was my <laughs> second pick. That's, that's crazy. Not what I was thinking, but that's, a shot. that's my second pick, bro. You didn't know what you thought you were gonna get with this team. You know I, I did saying? not know. I was. I didn't know either. And you know, Wolves has always been that team. Like they, they were like they had a lot of moves too. A lot, a lot of made, yeah, switching to the guards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from personnel stand, a lot of personnel like moves from player and coaches. And I just mm-hmm. think that when Nuno departed, you didn't really know like what you were gonna expect from this Wolves team and. He, 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 they had a great, good season, not a great season. They had a good season for them, probably a great season. Um, I think that they finished where top 10? Mm-hmm. They finished 10th or 10th. Yeah. yeah. They finished 10th. I mean, if you told them that they were going to finish 10th this season, then, you know, I, I think you'd be crazy. But, you yeah. know, I, I, but shout out to Bruno Large for me. And then the second one is Patrick Vieira. I just, wow. Okay. I just mm-hmm. think that those guys, um, you know, again, it's easy to look at the the, the big guys and be like, yeah, they, they've had great runs, mm-hmm. which they have. But, you know, these these some of these guys don't even necessarily have the same resources and they're still competing and putting out good teams against these these bigger clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, Vieira, Vieira, not only are they competitive, they're fun to watch, um, but you know, for the fans, I'm sure it's good that they're fun to watch, but I mean, they're competitive and that's what ultimately you want. Like, and I think that the, the, the more the Vieira gets to, you know, really imprint his identity on this team, the better off that they'll be. I mean, some of the yeah. guys bro, like some of the guys, when you look at them, they're like, where did you find them? I, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like the recruiting is going crazy over there. Mm-hmm. Matetsa, 
You know what I'm saying? Man, that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, Matetsa. I mean, you you brought in Connor Gallagher. Schlup. Schlup. Yeah. Schlup. Yeah, Jeffrey Schlub, mm-hmm. Wolfram Zaha. Boy. You know what I'm saying? IU will give you a glimpse every <laughs> now right, and then. Edward, my Hudson, guy, Edward. Yeah. Eze, Hudson. you know what I mean? You know I mean, Eze saying? was Elise. already there, but still. Eze, Elise, Elise yeah. is a great find, by the way. Yeah. I, I, I think, but, but, but. By the way, Carbon Products, I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, well, you know, he didn't cut it. <laughs> every every time we bring that up, so I'll be wrong. They hate it. They hate it. Nah, <laughs> you guys are just a factory. It's not even like you know. You, hey, CG coming back. Yeah, you don't, you you don't even. Know. You don't even know all the products that you have. That's the thing. You know, so I'll I'll, I'll share don't. someone with Mike, and Mike will be like, "He's he's from Chelsea." <laughs> yeah, bro, he's from Chelsea. But but yeah, I think those two. Um, I think the more freedom you give. Um, Vieira, I think that team will be better off. I think that they, they didn't. Did they finish? No, they didn't finish top ten. Did they finish mm-hmm. top ten? I think they were out of the top ten. Yeah, twelve. I think next season they're firmly in the top ten. I think shit. It, it just it, well, I don't know. Losing Connor Gallagher is going to be huge, but I, I don't. Dare I say, conference league? Could you compete? Maybe not. That's a. That's yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. Know. That's interesting. Seven. Seven. can push can i think push. wolves crystal palace bro i i just i, I said this yeah i said far that. away like, i said wolves i said wolves crystal palace and newcastle are teams i'll look out for next year yeah yeah i think i think like in the premier leagues there's different races now mm-hmm. I, we, we've been a part of almost every race but i think there's a race <laughs> between like the west ham the leicesters the wolves the just like yeah you know what i'm saying there's that i, I know what you mean yeah but then there's the crystal palaces the wolves, <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying yep and you know who knows the brightons yeah the brightons you know yeah. what I'm saying? the villas you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but yeah man shout out to those two uh bruno large and patrick vera i gotta i like the yeah. I, I like the uh the patrick vera shout because that was actually my second. I was, I'm only gonna do one, but um, Conte. He's got to be my. Uh, he's got to be my coach of the year. Wow. Because wow. He just what? I, I mean, I, I come back to this every single time, man. He was done with them. He said on an <laughs> yeah. interview post game, "Yeah, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't think I have the players." I was like, "Yo, what?" <laughs> yeah. This is like a, maybe a month or two after you take over the yeah. job, and you already talking about I don't have the players. Yeah, he says not me. It is not yeah. me. Yeah, bro. And this is after you know a summer of Spurs getting their tenth choice <laughs> in yeah. Nuno. Yeah. <laughs> in Nuno firing him after you know probably the one of the shortest stints I've seen mm-hmm. in the Premier League as a manager. And then, you know, going through the ringer, getting Conte. Um, and they finished fourth place, bro. You know, I, I didn't expect them to finish fourth place. I didn't think they were going to be able to get there. And they did. And I think it was, one, the changes he brought or, or the players he brought in with Kulisevsky and uh, and uh, who else did he bring in with Kulisevsky over the winter? Betancourt. Bet- Betancourt. I think those, yeah, I think those two signings were huge for them especially if you let, look at what Kulusevski did in his last month or two he he was their third best player behind Kane and Song um and then when it, you could see that the whole mentality shift yeah it 
it got Kane fired again. He was able to get Kane fired in the second half of the season when in the first half of the season, he was mad that he didn't get the city, you know, contract. <laughs> so I don't know the, the, the team of Tottenham Hotspurs, they were in turmoil in the beginning of the season and what he was able to do to turn them around and, and get top four. I mean, they never, there was never a doubt that they didn't have the players. Yeah. I think we would all say they were a top four, top six team. But no, I, I you know, say that. I, 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 nah. they're right over there. You you want to call them a Come top on. six team? No, I'm just in the beginning. Like, he like, says top like, four, I'm just, top I'm just saying, sixteen. I'm just saying in general. Like if you look on yeah. paper, they're top four, top sixteen. It, 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 bro, in the beginning, before Conte came, I firmly still thought they were the seventh or eighth best team. That's why <laughs> I mean, so so I'll say this: they were the only team to do the double on City. And they did it yeah, with two different managers. Cornelius, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like the first game of the season. Fair, so but they also, but they also beat them so later what? in. The, but they also beat them mm-hmm. later in the season when it mattered. Yeah, yeah, they so did. You, like, they you're did. Make, yeah, you're making it seem like this is this is a team who isn't good. You know what I'm saying? They're a top no, four, top I'm, six club. I'm just saying, like, like the, the the only reason why we're even having this conversation now is because of the work that Conte did. But that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I, I, that, and I'm that's not, why. That's but that's why I'm giving him a shout for me personally. If you look at Spurs, we all say this every week. Spurs is going to Spurs. We know mm-hmm. who they are as a club. We know what's in their DNA. And I think Conte's job is now to change that DNA. And we saw it. Like, we honestly saw it this year. And I think that if he stays, which I think he is, with another year, we can actually see them do some real damage. They'll be in Champions League. Mm-hmm. So we'll see them. We'll, we'll actually see if they're made of what, you know, we think they could be made of. But They, they need a big summer. Yeah, big summer. They do, yeah. But isn't Levy giving them a hundred mil? Isn't everybody getting two hundred mil? I don't. So, I, I wouldn't trust Levy until I see the money cash. He's the only person where I would have to say I need to see the money cash. Right, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> no, nah. nah, I agree. But I think I think with Conte, he finally can put his faith in somebody that you know the money would be well spent. <laughs> it's all or nothing. Okay, so that was your coach. Literally, year. <laughs> yeah, that's that, okay. that's my coach of the year. For me, this is going to be a little controversial because some people in this uh oh, here we go. I already know w- would think I'm trolling, but for me, it's Mikel Arteta. Mikel oh, Arteta. I thought you were going to say Thomas Tuchel. No, I already knew. He no, was Ole. I thought you were going to bring up. Ole. <laughs> oh, I realize, <laughs> relax, relax. Heck, For me, it's Mikel Arteta, and I'm not. I'm not even trying to troll. I'm like dead serious. Um, it was for me, it was Mikel Ateta, Bruno Large, and then uh, what's his name? Patrick Vieira. Yeah. Those were like my top three. But um, the reason I'm giving it to Ateta is because since he got there, um, we all know that in, in job site, it takes time. If we go back to when uh, Asin Wenger last retired, he, the, his last best finish, or his, his last two finishes, when he was with Arsenal, was fifth and fifth in both seasons. And then what's his name took over? Uh, what's his name? Uh, good evening. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot his name. My God, this is Emery. Emery. He took over and got them fifth. And then he got fired because the next season, they ended up finishing eighth after Mikel Ateta took over midseason. And then what do they do? They finish eighth again the following season. And then what do they do this season? They finish fifth. By the way, fifth has been Arsene Wenger's last two best finishes before he retired. And in those times, people were calling, you know, Wenger out, Wenger out, Wenger out, 
right? And he left. One thing Arsenal is known for is finishing top four. And we can all agree, since Wenger left, Arsenal has not been, or they haven't had a good team. Like, we're not debating that. We can, you know, debate who is who on the team, but they haven't had a good squad to actually compete with the top six teams. I mean, this is, it's not, this is not a hit. What do you call it? It's not a mystery to anybody. The reason why I think he, he should be the coach of the year is because I personally think if we go back to the summit, Arsenal gave him 150 million and all the guys he got, we all questioned his transfers. Nine out of 10 of the transfers he got, I mean, he didn't get 10 people, but I'm saying almost all of the guys he got hit. Almost all the guys fit exactly what he was trying to mold the team to become. I think, yeah, they had some, you know, unfortunate, you know, events and injuries and some growing pains and maturity issues. But I think, bro, from going from eighth, eighth to fifth, which, by the way, fifth was your best finish in the last five years. I think it's a start, especially from where you guys were going to where you are now. Arsenal, before Mitel Arqueta got there, I was, I was the biggest Mitel hater. Mitel I called him Pep's, Pep's water boy. I called him Pep's water boy. That's, that's I didn't think he deserved the job. I didn't know how he got the job. But honestly, sitting back from an outsider looking in, Bro, there's not a lot I can complain about about what he's done for Arsenal. I actually think one more window, and if he gets it right, bro, we will have to start worrying about Arsenal again. So to me, I feel like I can see progress. I can see where they were. Bro, they were they were going on a path where we were talking. I used to ask Salam, I used to call Arsenal, they're the new Everton. I'm like, y'all are only relevant because you're you're one of the oldest team in the Prem. I used to call Arsenal Everton. You're becoming the new Everton. But I can honestly say that that tide is definitely going the other way. And I think it's all because of Mikel Arteta. Everton? Letting, bro, letting Aubameyang walk in the middle of the season when you don't have a striker. Ooh. That is a big and tough decision to make. I don't care who you are. I, I believe as a coach, you would be worried. Yo, is this the right? I don't think he slept, you know, just he slept well making that decision. Because I, I can guarantee you he had probably second thoughts. Did I make the right decision? Especially when they needed goals. And we can all agree for the better of the team, it seemed to have, you know, worked out for everybody. It worked out for Bameyang, worked out for Arsenal. So even just a decision like that, I think it's a tough decision to make. And he did it a year after giving him one of the biggest contracts in the Prem. So, I mean, what Mikel Ateta is doing at Arsenal, yeah, they have Europa. They would have loved Champions League. I think they are where they need to be. You go from Europa, I can see them getting Champions League next season. I think it's possible. You just got to get in those guys, those two main guys, a main guy in the midfield, a main guy, a striker, I think we have to start, we'll start worrying about them again. And it's all because of what Ateta is doing. I don't necessarily think it has anything to do with taxes per, uh, tactics per se, but it's more of culture, the culture he's building. You know, we got to be a serious team again. And I can see it. That's why I'm going to give uh, Coach of the Year to Mikel Ateta. Mm. I can see it. Mikel Ateta. Thoughts, Gabriel? Yeah, Mr. Arsenal. <laughs> 
Tata. Oh, that's yeah. my thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, my coach of the year, um, <laughs> similar to Salam, is actually Patrick Vieira. Um, to see what he came in and and do with that side, I think he's done more for Crystal Palace than you know Gerard's done for Villa um, in this short period of time. And looking at this this Crystal Palace team, I, I don't know where they finished. They finished 12th, 13th this season. 12. They, they finished 12th. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think finishing 12th for them is is an accomplishment. One and for me, that 12th finish is kind of skewed. I mean, they put themselves in that position, so don't get me wrong. But yeah. at the same time, a lot of the matches that they lost were like. Yeah, they were leading. Yeah, they were leading, or yeah. you know, they were in it the whole way, or they're mm-hmm. one nil or zero zero. They're on the front foot, mm-hmm. and I just think you know he had a lot of injuries this season. Um, he had guys in and out the lineup. Uh, you know, COVID hit all those different things, but what he was able to do with that squad, the culture he was able to build with that squad, and the direction that he's been able to take them. Um, you know, Crystal Palace is usually a team that is either fighting relegation or is like a fourteenth. 15th team 16th team to be honest um and now to kind of see them 12 um which i i kind of don't think it was deserved i think that kind of got the short end of the stick to me um and i think you know with Vieira as their manager i think this crystal palace team might like you guys have said might be in the talks of a conference league berth not saying next year but in the next two years two and a half three years i think they'll be on that consistently a top half of the table team. They'll be around the eighth where you see Wolves at now. I think they can be another Wolves. I think they can be another, you know, I want to say Leicester because I think they'll exceed Leicester at a certain point. Um, I think they're that team to, they're that dark, dark horse team out the out the Premier League that I think will make a resurgence um, along with Wolves. I think them and Wolves are those two teams that were, that are going to, you know, really, trying to make some noise here in the next couple of years. It might not be a whole bunch of noise to, you know, Chelsea's and Liverpool's and cities, but to the rest of the league is going to be another team that you'll start to see players go there. You know, young players who, you know, don't have it all figured out, but, you know, want to go make a name for themselves, want to play in the Prem, they might start looking at Crystal Palace as a, hey, we have a great manager. Yeah, we have a great manager. It was a a young core of players. Um, especially a lot of young core of African players. So you can see a lot of African players might get attracted ATF. to, um, hmm? you know, to, to Crystal Palace. And I think they'll, I think they'll be making some noise. I mean, they have really, really good young promising players. Um, similar to, to Arsenal's situation, we have good young promising players. And I feel like they have good young promising players too with a young manager um, who's Premier League proven, you know, Premier League winner, uh, you know, he has so many accolades and he's well respected. So, you know, whenever he talks, you, you have to listen. Um, he demands that respect. He's earned that respect. And I feel like, you know, he's kind of reshaped Crystal Palace in the matter of six months, to be honest, a year. And imagine two years from now, I can't even imagine where they'll be, to be honest. I think they'll, they'll be a, a very serious side to talk about. So I want to give it to Patrick Pierre, man. Shout out to him. Yeah, like to just to add on to what you said, I I really hope they're able to hold on to you know some of the young guys they have, 
because if they can keep those guys together for you know a couple of years, I mean, it's almost inevitable that some of these guys are going to move on. But you know, at least hold them, hold on to them for two to three years just to see what you can you know build. Because like you said, you know, with momentum, you know, it opens doors for other players to come in. People would want to join, you know, the project that's going on. So that's a good shot. Yeah, well, yeah, so, no, no dispute in that. Um, <laughs> you guys want to conclude with the best eleven in the pre- or no, no, no. I mean, no, let's do the, the flop, flop, flop yeah. of the season. Flop of the season. I, I would love to go first. Um, I'd like to volunteer. Uh, my flop of the season is not only the flop of the season, but I mean, I, I think it could be the biggest flop of Premier League history. <laughs> I, I mean, easily one of them. H and M. Um, Lukaku. Hey, this is it. Come on, say his name. Oh, okay. This is Romelu Lukaku. I mean, <laughs> what what can I say about uh, my man? <laughs> cue the uh, cue cue the meme that I'd be sending. <laughs> I mean, I, I just feel like you know, what I'm saying, I I, I understand. Th- th- there's been a lot of you know flops. You know what what describes a flop? I mean, off the top of my head, I feel like Ricky Lambert was a flop. He Ricky Lambert was like what 50 million, wasn't he? Yeah. What did Ricky Lambert ever do? <laughs> I don't think he even scored 10 goals for Liverpool. Yeah. Like, so you know, he's up there when like in terms of bigger flops. But I think that this move has definitely been one that just has completely blown up in Chelsea's face. Um, he's 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 not a top five striker in the world, he's not one of the elites. Um, I think you know, obviously. I mean, hey, it's not their fault. You have to pay the money, and you know he costs what he costs. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know he kind of shot himself in the foot with, by saying some of the things that he said in the interview. Correct. But, yeah. um, in and out of the lineup with injuries, but when you have came in, you haven't really, you know, staked the claim on the team as like the starting nine. So, like, I just. You know, this is big money. You know, I mean, again, I know I've joked around with it all season, but this guy was a Serie A MVP. He was the most valuable player in Serie A. And, and he's came and he's, you know, the, the first game against Arsenal, we all thought, you know, he bamboozled all of us. And, you know, for me, uh, it has to go to Rome. I, um, I have a couple of flops of the season, but... <laughs> For me, the one that is is just so hard for me to shake has to be Rafael Varane. I, I'm sorry. It, it, it's just hard for me to shake. The Lukaku thing, I feel like he put himself in that situation. I honestly don't feel bad for Lukaku at all. I'm actually glad you said, you said it was him. Um, because you come in, you do the interview, and after the interview, you give us this bogus, you know, interview on Chelsea TV to apologize to the fans, whatnot. And I said it on the pod that I know that, they're, you know, they're past that, but there are going to be guys in the locker room that are not over it. And it's just human. We're all not going to agree on everything. And I, I'm, I still agree that that was one of the main reasons why we didn't have it, such a good season. Because it's such a big elephant in the room for somebody to come in when we had just won the Champions League to talk all this shit. Some guys might have gone over it. Some guys might have not, you know, gotten over it. And I yeah. feel like Lukaku put himself in that position. 
he put himself in a position where you have to constantly be in your head while you're playing. If you don't do that interview, you don't say those things, you don't have to worry about that. You just play. But now it was more of, okay, the little time I get, I have to do something. And he didn't do anything. And the little time he got, constantly everybody's eyes were on you because we're looking for you to do something, you know? And it was just too much pressure for him. And I think he put himself in that position. But my flop of the season goes to Veron because Manchester United's biggest issue the season before were their defensive issues. And we can all agree on this part. When they got Veron, we thought, you know, hey, this, this is a first step. We, I mean, we still know Maguire has his shortcomings. But when United got Veron, I was like, okay, they got, they got a real guy in the house. This guy is going to, okay, command their defense. Even though he's not that type of player, I still think he has the experience to be able to lead that defense. And he just couldn't stay healthy. And like we say, injuries are a part of the game. Like, I can't, I can't just write it off because, oh, he was – no. Like, you also have to be available for your team. And he just wasn't. And when he was in the games, I didn't see him commanding, you know, the back like he should. He has – the most experience out of that back line. The you have to. The captain. You have. I get it, Salam. Tiago Silva's right, not man. the captain. You play next. Tiago Silva's not the captain, but you, it's night and line. day. It's literally night and day. Thiago Our Silver. defense before Tiago Silva, bro, we were everywhere conceding goals. Right when he came in, we were more calm. You you can tell. But Tiago Silva is a guy with like massive. I mean, massive. I know. Experience. I know. But Veron has massive experience too, Salam. He's played with top guys. Exactly. Availability. That's why I, I can't just write it off. Like I, I can't just write it off. Availability. You are supposed to be that guy. Like but, but, I need you to take control. But but you but, but see that that's where I that's where I push back because I just feel like you're you're asking him to do that. Yes, I understand the expectation because he's had this much experience. But where is this energy for the captain, the guy that you play right next to, the guy ultimately who was brought in? to do the things that you're saying right now because we didn't we spent 85 some million yeah he, he was he was flower of the season like two years ago <laughs> yeah he, I'm, I'm talking about Veron this season that's fair you know like i'm sorry it, it's it's hard for me to call Veron a flop but for me united is one of your biggest issues this season was how disorganized you guys were in the back you were just so disorganized. Every time the ball was in your final third, panic. And with a guy experienced as Varane, that shouldn't be the issue. I will say that's why my, for me he's the flop of the season. I will say, and those big the, the beatings that we had, Varane wasn't a part of. What well, was it? I, I agree with you. Varane I was. Wasn't I agree. Part of any of them except the Arsenal defeat, and I think that was it. He was hurt. But, I, but I, I'm with he Mike. He might have been there. He might have been there. The for Everton. The he was there for Everton. He was wasn't there for he? Everton. He yep. was there for Everton. I'm there with Mike, though. I mean, we saw him make some bad mistakes. One, not be too available, and not play like the player we saw him play like at that's Real. What's it called at Real Madrid? Now again, he's older. We know he's coming off injury. You were probably sold some damaged goods, which is it is <laughs> what it is. But at the same time, he's not damaged goods. 
All right, so then why didn't he play? <laughs> like he was. No, I'm just saying he does you know have a history like, of injuries, and I yeah, think that's so, that. So, so I'm with Mike. You know, what I mean, again, we one may put H and M Harry Maguire at you know flop of the mm-hmm. season because he's also a deserving player. But I, yeah. I see where Mike's coming from. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he's definitely the. This is just for the. My my flop of the season. Definitely a United player. Double O seven. Oh, wow! I forgot. Wow! Yo, that's a good I shout. Hey, that's a up. good shout. Cause Salama's talking crazy numbers. Cause I wasn't even. Go- I wasn't. Even- I wasn't even gonna do it. I wasn't Yeesh. even gonna do it at first. Yeesh. But then I looked at his numbers, and I'm sorry, they're just unacceptable. Yeesh. And even the numbers that he did have, I looked at the games that he scored and the assists that he had. In the, I'm just talking straight prem. I'm not talking the year mm-hmm. in four. I'm talking straight prem. He had three goals and three assists in the prem. And if for, for those who don't know who 007 is, we're talking about Jaden Sancho, um, <laughs> who was uh, what, $90 million signing, $85 million uh, signing this year? 70. Um, uh, 78. Oh, 70. Yeah. Seven, seven, yeah. yes, okay. 180. Who's getting um, technical? <laughs> nigga said 90 million. 90 million. You know who 90 million was? My fault. My, my fault. My fault. Um, but okay, so 75 million, which is still a, a, a That's big a signing. Um, and uh, I feel like he just underperformed the entire season. Um, I looked at the games that he did score. Uh, he scored against United, which was or against United. Sorry, he scored against City, um, which I thought I watched. I remember that goal. I remember, you know, great goal. But then he was completely silent after that. Um, he scored against Southampton in the beginning. But then after that, once again, I remember that match too. Completely silent. And they ended up tying it 1-1. Um, he had two assists against Leeds, which I think, you know, Leeds was one of those teams on relegation. So, I mean, great job for getting two assists against Leeds. But... To me, it doesn't really say much. Um, and this is a guy that they brought in thinking that they were going to get eight goals, 10 assists from, you know, 10 goals, 15 assists, you know, all competitions. <laughs> um, you know, even maybe eight and six in the Prem, 10 something in the Prem. Um, but you got, you have a guy who was signed for a lot of, a lot of money who came in with a lot of noise, um, you know, we, we were, everyone was sold his project and I'm not saying the project is over because it was only his first year, but for your first year to come in on that transfer fee, have expectations. And I feel like you bombed it, bro. And these goals and these, these performances didn't come into the latter half of the season. It took you about four months to actually wake up. We were calling you a double agent for months. Mm-hmm. It's not like this was a <laughs> couple was week thing. This was this was months, and it doesn't matter who the coach was or not. To me, it, it doesn't matter because if you're gonna, if you're a player, you're gonna ball. Zaha, he he's had not so great coaches his entire career. He still has ball. He'll put up numbers. And for me, the player like Jaden Sancho to to not Jack Grealish, you can say the same thing. These players ball. You I'm know, sorry, they you, ball. You jumping the gun. Really, regard. I'm <laughs> jumping the gun. I'm, but I'm, but I'm saying when, nah, when they I were mean, on teams, when they, when they were the sole guy, when they're the sole guy, and they, they need to have the great coaches or whatever the case may be, these players still balled. It didn't matter who they were on. Mm-hmm. They balled out. They balled out. 
And for me, a player like Jaden Central, who I personally hold in high regards, I feel like he can be a top-notch player. I feel like he'd be a world-class player in the Premier League um, and in the world. For you to to have a three-goal, three-assist season in the Prem, I think he had less than, what, five goals all competitions? I'm not even I'm, – I'm, don't fact-check yeah, me, yeah. but I think he had less than five goals, less than seven goals all competitions. Bro, you're, you, that's, you bombed it. You bombed it. You bombed it. You you got, you you flopped. You flopped. And to I, me, I, I have no I have no sympathy for you, bro. What was his GA all comes? It wasn't good. He said three goals, three goals, three, three assists in the prem. Wow. Assists in the prem. Yeah, on twenty nine appearances, and it's like so. It's not like you didn't play <laughs> on twenty nine mm. appearances. Not like you didn't play. It's like, hmm. I, I gave I, I, you time to show us. Hey, your number, numbers are crazy. But here's, but here's my thing, though. So when uh, he first here, came, here, here though, comes Lyle No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not. I am not by any means excusing his All season. Right. I'm right. not by any means excusing his season. But I think um, Mike. Mike said this about Timo, so I'm gonna say this about Sancho. It was his first season. Timo had more than three goals, three assists. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Timo has set the bar very high for uh, <laughs> players that are coming in in their first season. I understand that. It's the, it's the Bratwurst board. I told you, you know, it's that Bundesliga. I'm just saying, the, the I'm just saying bro, Timo's okay, first season, 26 GAs, by the way. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's all comps. That's all comps. All comps, all comps, all comps. In the Prem, in the prem I think he had two. like probably like six or seven assists, though. No. I, oh, no, he had 11 assists his first season. Six. It was like eight and 11, some crazy. Sancho, yeah. Sancho by no means has had a good season. Um, I think that he's had like good moments along with some of the other players. Obviously, it wasn't consistent enough for us to obviously do well. But I mean, bro, like we brought him in, he played, and then what? Did, what did all they do? Benched him. <laughs> we, we, so I, I, I mean, I, 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 and I don't think that it's a coincidence that him and uh, a lot of the other players, all of them, played well. Uh, after Ole was gone, but I'm not saying that he had a good season by any means. But I think next year, especially with Ten Hag, this guy is going to be really good. And I think that I think we I think we underestimate we underestimate how influential a coach can be. And I think that 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 <laughs> just wait. I think Sancho next year is going to have a Young Player of the Year <laughs> nomination. Uh, whoa, is that a whoa? Young Player of the Year already. Young player okay. of the year, young player of the year Wagwan. nomination performance from Sancho with Wagwan. Ten Hag, with Ten Hag, y'all like he with <laughs> y'all don't know who Hag is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro. First of all, he's gonna he's, his style of play is certainly gonna cert, is gonna suit Sancho. Uh, I I think that he's gonna have a really good season to where he's I mean he's eligible to win young player you of the year, holler, bro. I, no, I, I get I, it, I get he, it. He's, I he's get a nominee. It. How many nominees are there? Eight. So yeah. like that, yeah, eight. There's eight nominees. I think that he'll definitely be amongst the eight nominees. Just wait. I, I, I mean, you so just, you're asking this guy who doesn't play again counterattacking, just kick the ball over the top. British 1942. I'm, I'm glad you're caping for him. I'm glad you're caping for him. Bro. Crazy. Wait until next season, man. Young player of the year. Jeez. Central will be a nominee. Mike, I'm glad you brought up Timo because player because because people want to talk about Timo in his first year and. Again, I just said I, I, I thought just he said, was trash as well. Bro, look, look at like the numbers. I, I just sent it in the group. 
Yeah, I mean, it's shameful though. He, it, he it's had, not. It, he could have had. He could have had way more. But he was six six goals, six goals, eight assists, so fourteen GA. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not Wait, great. Based, no, no, we're talking just no prem. prem. No just prem. prem. Six, six goals, six, eight that's assists. Pretty, that's that's not bad. First season, but but he missed a lot. He did miss a lot. Yeah, a lot. Which which I which again brings him down a peg because mm-hmm. six and eight sounds good, but well, that could have easily been. A lot more, <laughs> yeah. Well, that easily could have been twelve and ten or fifteen and ten. Mm-hmm. You know that that changes the trajectory of your season. But it's funny that Gabriel talked, you know, about Jaden Sancho's numbers being three and three. And you said what twenty nine? I believe you said Sancho had twenty nine games this year. Yeah, my flop also is another three and three man, another hundred million dollar man. Oh, goes by the ooh. name of Jack Grealish. Jaquez. Not three and three, and I think 20. Let me, I'm looking it up right now. 26. <laughs> they call him John. His, his was tough for me. His was tough. I, I don't. I, that's, I, that's the easiest. One. How many appearances nah, did he get? 26 in the prep. Oh, okay. 26 out of 38. That's like two. That's like three fourths for me. You know what I'm saying? Appearance, right? You're so playing you, 70. You come on as a sub, that's an appearance. Mm-hmm. You come on as a sub. That's an appearance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen I've seen Emil Smith Rogue bag ten goals coming uh, on as a substitute. Mm-hmm. So I have I have no sympathy mm-hmm. for the hundred. If we're gonna talk about Lukaku, you know, that's to a start good off point. The bat, being a hundred dollar, that's man, a good point. There are two things that we all have in common with Jack Grealish. One, he's a hundred dollar man. You said mm-hmm. Lukaku was a flop, also a hundred dollar man. Two, mm-hmm. three and three. Gable called. Sancho will fly right. three and right. three. So out of all the people, he got two criterias already. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, he got two <laughs> yeah. of them things. Not wrong. Two of them things. Not wrong. And City won the league. Great. I mean, was Jack Grealish an integral part of that? No. Yeah. City didn't win Champions League, which is, we all said this during the pod. That's what they wanted. That's probably mm-hmm. what they started the season at yeah. number one on their list. Let's mm-hmm. get to the Champions League finals. And if we get to the finals, let's win it. They lost in the semis. And for me, when you bring somebody like Jack Grealish onto your team, you're doing it to bolster your team so you have another guy that can fire, whether he starts, whether he comes off the bench, whether he plays 45 minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, or 90 minutes. You bring him on so he can maybe be the deciding factor for your team. And, bro, we all said it. He started off this year having scandals, being in bed with, you know, with with girls after a night out party (laughs) and then ended the year the same way so Mm -hmm. it's like what did he really do for city this year that you're making some good points to do at like that that isn't at the top of the list for flop of the season bro. he's keeping the bars uh (laughs) you know what i'm saying like they're all employed and and again if you want to look at some of the matches he was in he came on during that city or during that semifinals match and had a chance to score you know to I'm put saying? the game away. These, these mm-hmm. are things that we we overlook because City won the league. But when you look at what they want to do and who City is as an organization, they want to win the whole lot. They got one trophy, which is the league. Again, commendable. I'm not taking anything mm-hmm. away from that because, again, Liverpool was only one point behind them. So because it easily slipped. Yeah. At the end of the day, Jack Grealish, man, that I expected way more from him, especially after what he did for Villa, you know, the last three, four years, five yeah. years. And, you know, expecting him to go and make his mark on City. 
he just was like another pretty boy that was good for the pay payday. And, you know, he's just happy to be on a team that at the end of the day, he could say, I want all the trophies or I want this, I want that, you know, and I, I, I don't know. Man. I, you know, I, what? And I liked Grealish, but this year it kind of just turned me off on him. It okay. really did. It really did. I, I agree with all the points you made. I, I just have a question for you. Do you think his role on city played a part in how he played this season? Yes, but at the same time, City has never like if you look at what Pep does with players, he'll sit anybody down. I mm-hmm. think Pep is going to play his best 11. And, you know, even if he isn't playing his best 11, the guys that he counts on the big games, you see the guys he counts on. Foden didn't start every game. Foden didn't play every game. But when did Foden play in the big games? In the big games, yeah. Even Jesus. The beginning of the year, he didn't find favor with Pep. Mm-hmm. But once he started firing, when do you see Jesus in the big games? Big games yeah. So for me, yeah, maybe because he has to compete with so many great players every single day, it's harder for him to get into this, you know, the starting 11 or whatever. But like, bro, at the end of the day, Pep is going to trust who he trusts and he can't trust you because yeah. you ain't had nothing to show for it all year. Mm-hmm. He's playing you in FA Cup matches, Carabao Cup or, or uh, Champions League, you can't three and three in the Prem. That's bad, bro. Like that's bad. Yeah. And I didn't even look at his other numbers and what he did in other competitions, but they were they they got knocked that's out of FA Cup early. They got knocked out of mm-hmm. Carabao early, and I know he was playing in those games. So it's like you weren't even a factor in those sides. You know what I mean? So I I don't know. I can't give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not cutting him any slack because nobody cut Lukaku slack. That's and I'm fair. not doing that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to do it for my player, but I'm definitely not going to do it for someone else who was very comparable in, you know, the way he came into City side. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think no one here disagrees with you with that. He's definitely the biggest, the, the, the biggest flop of the year. Um, it's unfortunate, though. Like, you know, you won't hear about that in the media, though, because you won't. Media. You definitely he won't. He's English. Yeah. He's English. Yeah, but they, I mean, yeah, he's English, but I mean, they, they like him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, they, you know, so let me say this all the time like Pogba can do good things they'll still find something bad at it and this yeah. you know this English Yo, Pogba critic, gets a haircut <laughs> you know what I'm saying like That's buddy get a haircut he, <laughs> he put some locks in it's a whole headline but this pretty boy mm. gets drunk and is getting mad at waiters yeah. and it's oh he was he was just mm. having fun you know what I mean it's just like all right <laughs> yeah. well he's not having fun on the pitch because I don't see him doing shit so yeah. Well, lastly, I just yeah. Now that you do bring up Pogba, I just wanted to bring up. Obviously, he's left the uh, you know Man United for the second time for free. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah man, I, I, I think um, what is life? <laughs> yeah, bro, twice. You know, only Man United. Yeah. Only Man United. But we um, I don't know, man. I, I I've read a lot of stuff about and seen a lot of things about people's. <laughs> interpretation of like you know what was his time here like for me i i just think you know it's a good I one think, to end up yeah. i think on on both parties um both have could contributed to to the situation um but i don't think that he's necessarily lived up to what everyone perceived him mm-hmm. to be and like the impact that he was going to make nor do i think that United has got any of the recruitment rights since he's been here, um, especially since he's been here. Um, you know, whether it be like, you know, 
the conflicts with the coach or, you know, some of the personnel that we brought in. I mean, bro, like, you know, he's, he's, he's not, he, I, and I, I've said this plenty of times. He's not like what Kevin De Bruyne is the city. Mohamed Salah is the Liverpool. What N'Golo Kante was the Chelsea. I thought he was going to be that guy, like our talisman, but like he should have been, mm-hmm. he should have been, mm-hmm. but I don't think that Pogba was ever that person. I think that like, I, I think even at Juve, it, like I always think that I don't think that he can be necessarily like your, your main guy, your LeBron, you know what okay. I'm saying? That's my, you know what I'm saying? That's our captain. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very good, like icing on the cake. He's a, he's amongst, you know, you mm-hmm. need, you certainly need someone like him to win, but mm-hmm. I also just, yeah, I think that, you know, I agree. I, I, agree. He, I mean, he, he, he's been playing with some players that are just not good enough to play. And like, to be honest with you, I think him leaving United is was best for him and us. And hopefully, you know, he can go somewhere where he can just kind of just be him and just play. And I, I don't think that he's set like, uh, to be fair, though, I think that he's going to find a lot of success wherever he goes because he's not playing in the Premier League. That's also one thing that I think we can all conclude. Oh, yeah. The Premier League is a different league from any other league. You have to be on your P's and Q's. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. I love Paul Pogba. Weekend. I think he's great. Every mm-hmm. single weekend. Mentally, this guy can check in and out of a game mm-hmm. just like that in a matter of a second. We've seen it. Yeah. Um, but I think that he's going to find success wherever he goes. And it's just because he doesn't have to be, you know, He's not always under pressure, and he's also going to be playing with better players. But, yeah, man, best of luck to Pogba. And yeah, you know, it was real. I, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. He was – I honestly thought he was going to be that guy for you guys. I I was – that was one of our biggest debates when Pogba got there. You know, the way Mourinho was using him – was it the right way? You know, I was saying that, you know, I feel like he has it in him to take that wheel and, you know, be the guy. But I was wrong. I was completely wrong. I guess he, he just didn't have it in him. But I also think this is the treatment. It, they haven't been fair to him. I mean, yeah. I feel like he hasn't had, if you look at the guys, I mean, look at the Juve team he left. <laughs> and look at the team he came to. He were playing with some grown men, like discipline. And then he comes to United and you have a very young locker room. So I think that's one of the issues too. He went from and, a situation and, and where and a he manager was, who can't really manage, you know, yeah. all those type of players. Absolutely. You know what's crazy though is I believe he's leaving the situation worse than what he came into. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. I think he's leaving worse. Like things are really yeah. bad right now. Yeah, you know I guess you're right. You're like, right. I guess you're right. They just three guys just got announced one after each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Manchester United social media this week was just so hilarious to me. <laughs> Same graphics for Pogba, for uh Lingard, for Juan Mata. And and it's just like Matic too. It's, it's gonna keep coming. Twanzibe might be gone, Bayi might be gone. Matic is going to Roma. Oh yeah, Matic. Yeah, he's joined hey, Mourinho. Hey, yeah. Roma. Ma- Mourinho wants Dybala too. <laughs> nah, he's not going. Jose is cheeky, man. He's, he's, yeah, yeah, that's cheeky. Cheeky. He might be able to pull it off. That's cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> no, I like that. I like ending on uh, I like ending on that Poglet. But uh, yeah, I know we're a soccer pod, and I know you know we're about to end here real quick. But 
the Celtics and the Warriors, bro. It's halftime. It's 52 Warriors to 50 Celtics. Who y'all got tonight? Yeah, I don't know, bro. I, Who y'all I, got tonight, bro? Because this, I'm about to, bro, as soon as we get off, I'm headed downstairs. This yeah, game's yeah, shaking. Like, I'm gonna bro. say, bro, I'm gonna say, I would like. I think the Warriors. I think that they're gonna bounce back and kind of. They they need to show a response tonight. Um, but honestly, the way that they gave up the lead and like, Man. Boston was handling them. And Clay is one for eight. See, but he's like, Man. I don't know, bro. Sometimes yeah, doesn't I just be like. Clay just Clay could go it. off in the third, and yeah, but he could go off at any moment. <laughs> yeah. so like, you can never say like stop shooting, but just yeah. you know, like, <laughs> damn, bro. Bro, I know I was talking crazy game one, but I have to admit, bro, I don't know who's gonna win this series. I think it goes seven, bro. After what Boston did game one. <sighs> I don't know if the Warriors can beat this nigga, these guys four times, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I don't think they can beat them four times. I really don't think yeah. the Warriors can beat Boston four times. I think at this point, the Warriors might be a little bit too old. I think we finally seen yeah. their age. Yeah. I think we finally seen their age. Because, yeah. bro, like that. I mean, because you got to think about it. Even last game, the third quarter, they went off. You know, they had like a 10-point lead going to the fourth, something like that. It was 14 points Damn. going into the fourth. You think, you think it's their I age? I thought it was game. I don't think it's their age. No, think, no, think, no, no, no. That, I don't, I don't want to say it's their age per se, but. It, they, they just but match bro, up so it, is, well. Yeah, like this bro, is The like, matchup oh, is like, just. Yeah, like this, this Celtics team is serious. Very, very serious. Yeah. It's always interesting, like, when, when, the, when the young team comes over and just, like. Mm-hmm. Takes the team with experience just like over, but yeah, I wonder if this would be one of those moments. But but if y'all had to pick a winner tonight, Warriors up two going Warriors. into third quarter. Warriors. Uh, Warriors. I, I, I think Boston takes this one, bro. I think Boston takes this one. I honestly I don't see the Warriors being these guys, bro. I really don't. Dang, that's great. I don't. I've been watching the game. I've been watching the game. I I don't I don't see them. I just don't see it. It's you know, so you know who we need to watch out for? This would be a bad time to be. I would not say that he's a fraud, but this would be a, a really bad time not to show up. <laughs> Jordan Poole. <laughs> Jordan Poole. I'm just saying. We've yeah. been talking about you like, yo. The third splash brother. You know what <laughs> JP. We've been saying JP. But I, I don't know, man. He, he was looking real... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Real, I don't yeah. Know. He he's overwhelmed for sure. He's very overwhelmed. <laughs> he's, he's never overwhelmed. been in this predicament. He's never been in this situation. Yeah, before, I understand. So what's true facts. It's, facts. It's, it's, it's natural, but I just that Mike. That's a great word. He was looking very uh, overwhelmed, unprepared. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, weak in it. I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know, bro. It's just I feel the, you. No, I the, feel the you. Boston's defense just. Bro, they're not letting Clay shoot anything, bro. And when he does, it's like when he does, uh, it's just like it's off as fuck. You know, I, I, I don't want to get too much into it, but you know who's like kind of just so I can't really read him is Jalen Brown. I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too. Are you, are you like that guy, or are you like I don't bro, know? He's, have, he's hard to me. read. He's hard yeah. to read. Yeah, bro. He's like a one Bro, B, or are you a one A? Game or? one? No, he's a one B for sure. He's a one B for what sure. What he did in game one, I'm like, okay, like, can I take you serious? But then <laughs> yeah. again, it's like, 
it was just in that moment. It wasn't the whole game. That, so and that's it was the just thing. like it, it was. And that's the thing. You're allowed to be a one B and still mm-hmm. have them superstar, like have so have them all star moments, because if you're a one or if you're a two A, you got the quality to go off for thirty. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we we've seen those type of play. We've seen yeah. Drew Holiday. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Go off for thirty and like be the reason that the team won when you know Middleton or Giannis wasn't hooping hooping. So it's like yeah. Jalen Brown. I think is definitely a one B or a two A yeah. depending on the team he's on, but. Nah, he's a hooper. Like, don't like, don't sell him yeah. short. He's definitely Drew a hooper. Holiday. Who who says better, him or Drew Holiday? Uh, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take Jalen Brown. I'll take Jalen. I'll take Jalen Brown. I'll take Jalen Brown too. Drew Holiday is too inconsistent for me. What? I know. I know Jalen Brown can hit a consistent jump shot. I don't know what Drew Holiday is going to give me game one, game two. <laughs> I see Jalen Brown <laughs> I at the back of the rim. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, man. All right. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. I remember when LeBron came with the Cavs, they used to put the mic behind the fucking oh, basket. Yeah. That bitch used to be like, boom. I was like, damn, bro, you going to have to shoot. you going to have to start shooting. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's funny. But uh, if, I, if I had to pick someone now, I'm going to Warriors. I don't think they lose two at home. That's too much. You can't. That's way too much. You but you know what's funny though? I <laughs> shout out culture cams, but he tweeted, he was like, Draymond, you better be ready in that podcast. <laughs> 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. What Draymond talking about. Have you guys actually checked out his pod? It's pretty good. It's pretty yeah, good. it's decent. You can't hate honesty, man. Yeah. And that, that's the one thing he's always been. Yeah, appreciate you guys for tuning in and uh, good luck to you in your future endeavors.